Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast brought to you by the Amador Whiskey Company. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined, as always, by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I'm Big Kurt on Twitter at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Thank you so much for listening and downloading the podcast, and thank you to our listeners. Uh, the Predictions podcast was pretty popular. I could feel that on Twitter and in the DMs. Especially from Michigan State fans. I had, you know what I learned about Michigan State last year? They had a fantastic pass defense, even though it was 130th in the country. It just, it, it may have looked bad on paper. It was much better than that in practice. Um, let's be honest. I mean, every, every fan base has a certain section, and every fan tends to look at their team in a more positive view than other fan bases. So that's not just Jermaine. To Michigan State fans, uh, but they were the ones that did not respect our because I, I had seven and five. I think you did too. <laughs> Sounds right. Seven yeah. And five, yeah. Um, anything less than eight and four w- was a personal affront to their Sparty fandom. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess the the idea is we'll just get a Kenneth Walker every year. Well, I mean, I will say this: you could easily talk me into eight and four for Sparty. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, and nine I, and three is not a gigantic stretch, but you know, you're starting <laughs> to get into it, you know, the nine and three, 10 and two stuff where it's just going to, you know, it's a tough schedule that they have. Right. And as we pointed out, it was tough to, to determine who was, was better Penn state or Michigan state. I mean, I, I struggled with that one. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so those were the ones we heard back from. I heard a lot of feedback from Nebraska fans, mostly in DMs, where they essentially just wanted to explain to me why they thought I was wrong. Okay. But well, a, hey. a, a respectful, love the pod, here's what I think you're missing, and you and know what? That's exactly how you respond to it. It was totally fine. I enjoy those. Um, our guy, Captain Bug Eater, writes a dissertation, which... Is actually I, I print it out and read it. It's fantastic. Please don't everybody do that, but that was the, he's awesome. <laughs> um, almost zero feedback from Hawkeye fans. Yeah, they're pretty quiet. But right but now. you picked you, you know you you picked them to win the division. I didn't. I thought there would be and some... nobody reached out and said, "Hey, all right." Way yeah, at least go. the Illini didn't. Which um, uh, and then I thought Ohio State fans would be louder. There was one reply, and I forgot to click on it, but it was, you know how sometimes you have to hit see to see more yeah. replies? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. And it was just an Ohio State fan said, this guy's a bleeping idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't see that one. Doesn't follow me. <laughs> I don't follow him. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's great. How dare you not pick them to win every year? Yes. I, I only pick them 11 and 1. And then shout out to our, <laughs> to our guy, you Boat. only picked them 11 and 1. <laughs> shout out to our guy, Boat. I, I, I picked Minnesota as, as a Hawkeye fan to yeah. go 10 and two and win the division. Right. But I had the audacity to have them lose to Iowa. And that was what his entire post was about. Okay. Is how dare Greek puts me into this, you know, weird situation where I have to, you know, uh, agree to a 10 and two season in an Indianapolis trip, but lose to Iowa. And I got to say as a Minnesota fan, I'm taking that deal 99 times out of a hundred. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah. Only um, you, f- you focus on the negatives. Uh, everyone's focused on the negatives right now. But anyway, from that, from but, that but there was a lot of positive and awesome feedback too. Um, no, it was good interaction. It, oh, it was all phenomenal it, interaction. It. Keep it coming. Um, we'll post, I'm going to post my digital version of my picks later today, tomorrow, something like that. Uh, before hey, we get on. Actually, yeah, I had them eight and four. I'm looking at it right now. Are you serious? And I still got shit on. Yeah. <laughs> so we're aggr- So we were seven and five, eight and four. Yes. That's not that bad. I don't think so. No, no. So you have them potentially winning as an as finishing as a nine win team, and me as an eight. Got you know, if they win their bowl. I got them six and three in conference, eight and four overall. One game behind Penn State at nine and three. Penn State have nine. By the three. way, pretty standard where most of the magazines have them. So how dare I? Yeah, week zero. Obviously, we'll uh, get into week zero. Our, our our big slate of two games here. But speaking of zero, I've heard zero. TP news, um, guys jumping in the transfer portal. Um, maybe that's because if, if you jump in the TP now, you're just staying in the TP. You're even if you you could get in the TP, you could portal out of the TP to another team. Yes. but you can't play if you transfer to another team right now. Right, and then also I think rosters are pretty much filled up with 85. So I'm not sure. So yeah, these guys are kind of boxed in. I think they are. I mean, after the May 1 deadline, they put that there because you, you don't know how things are going to shake out till spring. Okay, spring's over. Where do I land in the depth chart? I Okay, I want to transfer and be immediately eligible. Well, that passed in May. So I think this is our roster. This is a roster, yeah. Wow, yeah. I never, I never, I guess I never thought about that deep. The coaches got to love that, you know? <laughs> sure, of course, yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, like, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, coaches have a long-term goal, but, like, they're worried mostly about this year. So if they've got a guy that is second team, but they know if an injury happens or whatever, sure. that that person becomes a valuable player, you know, member of the team, it's good to have them kind of trapped. After May 1, it's kind of like the good old days. It is. <laughs> I like that. I'm perfectly fine with this. So I you're saying like the NCAA did something right. I guess. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's pretty good. Um Dude, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's as much pent-up demand and excitement for college football right now than I feel like I have I have ever noticed. I don't know about you. Ever, huh? I mean, it's it's up there. Like I, I here's my here's my thing right now. I feel like I feel like the chippiness, which you know we kind of talked about a little bit. Part of that chippiness is that people are so amped to watch live college football that I think it's coming out in petty fights and frustrations. Like the big game boomer lists are pissing people off even more than they typically do. (laughs) You know, there's other lists that are out there. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel. I feel talking to my family members and friends. People are just mm, geeked up for this football season. Yeah. And there's really nothing, absolutely nothing holding the fans back. So this is, like a 100% normal season, as opposed to last year. There's still some Rona carryover. 2020, I think that is. Is that part of it? I think that is almost a, almost all of the reason. Okay. Like, 2020 was obviously bent. Yeah. Even last year, going in. There was still we, just some weirdness, right? Of course. Yeah. This year, I think everybody has the sense of, it is game on. We're going to get 12 games for my team. Everybody's playing that week zero and week one that's scheduled. It's go time. It's go time, baby. I cannot wait. Um, 
Okay, and then speaking of one of our Week Zero games is obviously Nebraska Northwestern. Um, it is in Dublin, and uh, it is weird. <laughs> I, I I think I okay. Let me just say this: as a Big Ten fan and a college football fan, I am so glad that Nebraska Northwestern are playing in this Week Zero game. Um, I think it's really cool from my vantage point that they're playing in Ireland. But if I was a player or especially a coach on one of those teams, I would think it was the stupidest thing. And I think if I was a fan of either Nebraska or Northwestern, I would think this is the dumbest thing that they're basically asking my program and players to do. Okay, if you recall in 2020, this was supposed to be Illinois playing Nebraska That's in this right. game. So I was supposed to be at this game, kind of. You know? okay. not, not this time. It was couple of years ago but i i was excited to go to ireland okay. i was gonna go like i was i was just assuming i would go what i'm shocked is that i'm pretty sure three four five years ago when the original 2020 ireland trip was was scheduled um different ad's at the time different different been right on the line if 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 scott frost would have been the coach correct at the time. yeah so right so Illinois well, AD, Illinois AD, and Brett Bulma, in my opinion, they're like, we don't want to go. Well, Is that fair? Okay, but first of all, let's rewind. Uh, you said different, different coach. No, I think they scheduled this just like last year, didn't they? The I think scheduled you're, I think, going, scheduled I think going you're, to Ireland. I think you're missing my point. Let me try okay. to reiterate it clearly. The game that was originally supposed to be played in 2020. Yeah. My guess is that was scheduled 2018-ish. You don't schedule that six think, months out. I think that's right. Okay. So in 2018, that would have been right when Scott Frost was getting hired. Right about then. Okay. Okay. Fair. Yeah. And at the time, it was Illinois. That was that was Lovey, not Beetle. Right. Okay. I don't think I don't think uh, I see what you're your AD right. So when you're new, when no, you're, it was our AD. It was it Whitman. Was, it was Whitman. Yeah, but it would have been Moose. Okay, so Whitman probably got a little birdie in his ear, named Brett Bielma. Yeah, that said I don't want anything to do with this. That, okay. I'd be willing to bet. Okay. okay, yeah, that's fair. So Illinois takes off. I'm surprised that Trev Alberts, who I have utmost respect for, I'm surprised Trev Alberts didn't say. Pound sand to this trip, hmm. and yeah. that and that well, Northwestern <laughs> and that Northwestern readily took their position to do this. Yeah, okay. I, that it. Long story short, it blows my mind that there was two athletic directors and two head coaches enough to want to do this. I think if you take a poll, a silent poll of fourteen head coaches in the Big Ten. 12 to 13 of them would say, I would not want to play in this okay, game. Okay, so that brings us to something I wanted to talk about. This is obviously abnormal. So that abnormality, neither coach likes, but one of them is going to end up getting an advantage from that because one of them is going to handle it better than the other one. Do you want to talk about who you think that is right now before we even get I, to the game? I think that's going to be Fitzgerald and the Wildcats. Everybody gr agrees with you. I agree with you. Uh, I've seen hundreds of people have the same take on Twitter that agree with you as well. Why do you think that is? Cause it's Fitzgerald. He's been around forever and he has magic. Okay. And I, that's, that's as good of explanation as any. What I was going to say is I don't think there's any question that black the, magic, black magic. I don't think there's any question that the oddity of 2020 favored Northwestern. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I think part of the reason Northwesterners was successful is because they were best suited to manage the weirdness that was the 2020 season. This to me is like a one week microcosm of the 2020 season. Okay. Which, but also, which is my way of saying why I, why I agree with you yeah. that the outside of the box reasons favor Fitzgerald and Northwestern. But don't you also think the people they recruit, like just can focus a little better. Just, you know, yes. Tune things out. Right. Now, with that being said, I think Scott Frost and the and the Nebraska players have stated things as well as they possibly can in that they're not going here to have fun. They kept repeatedly called a business trip. So you at least got to give Frost credit for the attempt, right, to try to get the point across to his team and through the media that we don't view this as a bull. He even said, this is not an, a reward. We don't deserve this like you would a bull game. We need to go out there and win the football game. I, what else are you going to say? That's all you can say. I, I, I think it was perfectly See, worded. But as a fan, like for me, I, I don't want to do anything. But Illinois is playing in Ireland. I'm going to go to Ireland. Hey, look at excuse to go to Ireland. Yeah. Boy, I mean, from where I'm at with small kids, there's just no, no, <laughs> I get no it. way I could go. Um, so, I, I and you know, and again, I want to all-encompass explain this. I am geeked <laughs> to watch this football game. I would even say the fact that it's in Ireland adds to the excitement and the intrigue of this game. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I think seeing um, pictures of, of both teams uh, being over there has been cool to watch predominantly. It's it's coming from Nebraska fans on Twitter that you're seeing. I don't know if you saw Nebraska's hotel, but it looks like a castle basically oh for the hotel. Okay. Um, so that is adding to my excitement. I, I'm so happy that there is a week zero and that there's football to watch and gamble on this weekend. Uh, another oddity, uh, thanks to Jim in Minnesota for, for alerting me to this. There's no press box from how I understand it in the middle of, of the field. The press box is more like towards the goal line or end zone. So the, any O coordinator and D coordinator that calls the game from a press box if he wants to stay up there, he's going to be calling it at like an angle or the all 22 end zone view. Yeah, I, that is so that's I, crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy. I've been to Dublin before and I, I know what stadium they're playing. I believe it's primarily a rugby stadium. So I guess it's not a sport where you need the press box for for yeah. the offensive coordinator. That's good. Good point. They're probably calling things more surface level yeah, I think on so. the ground. That's a good point. That's that's probably why they don't have a press box like that. And you don't sub people in, in rugby. So it's yeah. like, how much can you run plays in and whatnot? They're yeah. just kind of out on the go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Play the go game. Kill, go kill 34 go. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Scrum it up with that guy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, anything else to add for the. Sure. Numbers yeah. only go to 15 in rugby. Okay. So, <laughs> so that shows you how much I know about rugby. Our, uh, well, our mutual buddy, Sean, his good friend, a buddy of mine too, named Wade, he got, he got real big into rugby locally here. Okay. Speaking of Sean, he has, he's an Irishman. Neither, neither you or I are Irishman. Um, I tell an Irish joke that Sean approves of as an Irishman. Can I tell my Irish joke? Sure. Let's hear it. Right now. Okay. So you got a picture like a bar kind of like on the ocean, you know, in Ireland. Right. This is a while ago. Okay. Right. Um, so this young Irishman walks into the bar, you know, sits down, orders a drink. There's an old Irish guy kind of sitting by himself at the bar. He's like, you know, I'm going to go talk to that guy. And he goes, 
Hi there, my name's Doogie, and it's nice to meet you. And that old guy just kind of looks at him and goes, ugh. You know? Kid takes a drink. Tries it again. Like, hey, my name's Doogie, and it's nice to meet you. And the old guy goes, ugh. So the young guy gets up. He's getting ready to walk away. He goes, hey, you see that pier out there? I built that pier with the sweat of my own brawl. But do they call me McDougal, the pier builder? No. Young guy's kind of like, what the hell? And then he goes, you see this bar here? I built this bar from the sweat of my own brawl, but do they call me McDougal, the bar builder? No. Then muffled under his breath, he goes, but you get caught screwing one goat. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> right. No. Like, yeah. Okay. okay. Right. There you go. There's my Irish joke. When am, when am I going to have a chance to tell the Irish joke on a, on a podcast? Th- this was your shot. <laughs> You did it. <laughs> and I took it. All right, here we go. This We have two week zero games. All these times are Central Standard Time. Both of these games take place on Saturday, August 27th. Uh, the second game of the day will be the first game we break down, which is the 0-0 zero zero Wyoming. Uh, oh, shoot, is it? Cowboys. Cowboys, thank you. Wyoming Cowboys at the 0-0 zero zero Illinois Fighting Illini. This is a 3 p.m. game on Big Ten Network. Wine Illini by 11, over under 44, pretty low. So Vegas is saying roughly somewhere around a 28-17 to 17 Illini victory. What are we thinking here, Big Kurt? Well, so I, a lot of – okay, I know that Wyoming lost a ton of players from last year, but they also brought some players in. They got – a dual threat quarterback out of Utah state um, got a couple of power five cornerbacks. I don't think there's got a good head coach here. Craig bowl. Craig bowl's a great coach. Everyone's just acting like they're going to go to champagne and roll over and, and the line, I just going to steamroll them. I don't know that that's going to happen. I understand your point. I mean, uh, I do see a situation where that happens. I just don't think it's going to. I see your point. Um, basically what you're saying is you, you, you recognize that the talent level and what has left Wyoming is a lot. However, the best way to negate that is by having good coaching, which obviously Craig bull has shown that he is a great coach time and time again. And they've put out some really good talent in recent years. I don't think they're just completely void of players. Right. I agree with that. By the way, offensive coordinator, Tim Polisek used to be, Iowa's offensive line coach two years ago. Did not know that kind of an interesting thing for you. I get what you're saying there, uh, but I mean, I read through a couple different things. I mean, they're basically picked fifth in the Mountain West. I'm going yeah. off our guy Chappie, who does deeper dives mm. than what most people do. Chappie's um, great. I, I he, he gave me his feedback, and okay. I, I respect that. Long story short, there is a reason why Illinois is favored by 11. Um, I fully expect Illinois to win the game, but I think what you're saying is you also expect it to be a a team that's in the right position uh, yeah, probably right. will limit big plays. Yes. Will probably play physical. They're not just going to roll over like, you uh, know, Sisters of the Poor. Let's not forget, Illinois lost a lot, too. They are rolling out a new offense this year. New Speaking quarterback. Of, yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're not just going to walk out there and be hitting on all cylinders. I agree. Totally, totally agree. And I tell you what. There was a time where I felt I, I think I was down the down the path of hitting on all cylinders guy. Okay, like kind of what you're. Yeah. So I think you're 
what you're trying, what you're kind of alluding to is that's what you're picking up from maybe what you're hearing from Illini fans or just people breaking down the the game in general. That's just me. Okay. No, I'm not listening to anybody. Okay. The, I am listening to people, and I do think that's what people are saying. Okay. I think a lot of people are expecting Illinois to win. Let let me say this though, but something I have already picked up on you you kind of showed me too. It seems to be a pretty confident beetle when he has gotten in front of the podium, especially after well, two, three weeks of camp. He's he's said a couple things that even surprised me. I'm okay. like, pump the brakes there, buddy. Right? Yeah. Or or is he saying there's reason why I'm I am uh, uh, confident and he wants to get the fans excited? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's just trying to pump the team up a little bit. I don't know why you would just give your hand away and say this is a much better team than everyone's given us credit for. Just let it play out on the field. I... I I don't completely disagree with what you're saying. I think he wants a lot of people in the seats on, on yes, Saturday. Well, that's, that's, so I think that's an issue. I think there's recruiting that happens, you know, outside of the complex when he's in uh, high school gymnasiums and whatnot. But I think that's the recruiting that he's doing right now. Speaking of offense, I am pretty excited to see what the Tempro offense looks like. Here yeah. is my call. You tell me how close you think this will be. Um, I don't think it's going to be old school Brett Bielma at Wisconsin. I don't think it's going to be wide open, five wide receivers all the time. I think you're going to get a lot of three wide receiver, one tight end, one running back sets. Yeah. But I think the majority of the calls of the plays uh, called are going to be running plays out of yes. a one tight end, you know, type of set. And it's still going to be a power running game. Yes. And, and I would say fullback two tight ends will be worked in there too. But I think they're just going to do it with a little bit extra speed so as to try to wear down Wyoming's front seven. And speaking of wearing them down, I think that's where Illinois could really take over this game. If they are just if they are running the ball well, they should be able to run the ball well. But they, they might be able to just grind them down and then have it open up in the second half. I could see that happening. Which is why we have a 44-point. Over under. I know that's gonna it could shorten I the game. I think what people are saying is we don't expect Wyoming to score a lot of points. I think there's see, but I the Illinois replaced a lot on defense too. I, and Ryan Walters, we know we respect okay. him, great coordinator, but they the didn't, same they okay. didn't hit the ground running last year. Okay, but the same argument that you just gave to good coaching on why you think Wyoming will get going, Touché. that should be applied to Ryan Walters in this defense. All right, all that's right, not. Right. You're using last September <laughs> onto this. You need to look more at November. Maybe true. Right? Cool. Okay. And, and so I think that's then. And the return of C.J. Hart, who had the best three quarters of football of any Illini last it's year. That's a good point. I mean, th- there are guys coming back yeah. on the defense that weren't there the whole year last year. I I do. I expect a good. Sh- I expect a better showing from Illinois' defense than I do their offense. But I expect a good enough showing by the end of the game with Illinois' offense where even a curmudgeon like you might see some encouraging signs moving forward through the schedule. Here's one thing I'm kind of excited about is the things I've been hearing out of the wide receiver room yes. are more and more encouraging. I think Casey Washington is ready to pop. Well, so the one I'm looking for, and I was looking for him last year, never found him, was Brian Hightower. He's back. He redshirted last year, had an abdominal injury. I don't think he had a catch, actually, last last year. Okay. And just midway through the year, decided he was redshirting. I guess he's back. He's healthy and playing well. So he, that's, he could be the guy to look for. Okay, so that's even more depth or correct or talent. Um, 
And I feel good about the rushing attack, right? We got Yeah, one. I feel very good about the rushing attack. I mean, I like I think the old line will be fine. I'm not expecting it to just blast holes into you know, no, yet, but, but they're gonna be big and strong. They should be able to run the ball well. Okay. Um what do you expect out of DeVito? First start. In this game, I expect him to be mostly efficient. Not he's not gonna blow anybody away. Let's say like 175 to 200 I, yards passing. Yep, I was just gonna say 179. Yeah, a touchdown and, and zero picks. No, I'm, I'm maybe gonna, C2. I'm, I'm gonna throw a pick out there. I'm gonna so say two, how about two touchdowns and a pick? One rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown, a pick. <laughs> I, I like it. And like 35 rushing yards. Okay. Yeah, he does. Like he can. They'll, they'll work in a little bit of zone. Read probably a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I like that. But that'll be the first stat line we write down that we probably forget to mention on the last one. Yes. The next podcast, but. That's fantastic. Okay. okay. With that being said, you or me first for how the first prediction of the year goes. Okay. That, that involves your Illinois fighting line. How awesome is that, Kurt? So I, I did. This is awesome. I, yeah. Again, love week zero. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. You, you don't get to tell me what I want I wish, for my team. I wish in some way. I mean, obviously, it can't be like this because of the time change. But I kind of wish this was the first game. And the Nebraska Northwestern was the second game. I kind of do, too, actually. A little yeah. bit. But, yeah, good. Okay. So I am picking... My Illini to win. Okay. And I'm picking to cover as well. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Even though I, all those things I just said, forget them. Okay. I think they cover, but I don't think it's a blowout. I think Illinois 33, Wyoming 20. So that's the Illinois cover. And you know what I really like? Yeah. I like the over. This is my Amador double barrel pick of the week. Total 53 over the 44. Nice. There you go. All right. Um, I feel pretty good about a couple things with this game. Uh, you know, uh, foreshadow, not my Amador block of the week. I do think it will be low scoring. I do think, uh, mm. Illinois will wind up pulling away and definitely being the more quality team. I just think it's going to take some time. So I've got Illinois 31, Wyoming 14. That is slightly over. Uh, don't like the over under all that much. I would, I would lean over, uh, but I would feel much better. And I do feel much better about Illinois covering the 11. The eyes on big podcast is sponsored by the Amador whiskey company. Our unique process takes the highest quality Kentucky bourbon and finishes in California wine barrels. This double barrel aging technique creates unique characteristics in each barrel that produces one of a kind whiskeys. Amador is made to be sip neat or is perfect for classic bourbon cocktails. Just like your favorite Go-to Big Ten football podcast. Amador is the go-to whiskey this football season. Don't forget to hashtag Ask for Amador and check out our new website and finder option so you can see where to find Amador near you at www.amadorwhiskeyco.com. Amador Whiskey, born in Kentucky, raised in California. So that will bring us to our only other game, which is the Big Ten game of the week, the Aer Lingus College football classic at Aviva Stadium in Dublin, Ireland, or more importantly, the battle for the NU title for the Eyes on Big for the rest of the year. That's right. We get it over right away. Right. We, we don't have to listen to Nebraska and Northwestern fans fight about that for the rest of the year. Yeah, um, good stuff. All right. So we've got the undefeated Nebraska Cornhuskers versus the undefeated Northwestern Wildcats, FYI. Uh, Northwestern is the is the home team here. I don't know if you think I'm crazy, but there is something about Nebraska's red pants, white unis that contrasts well to me to Purdue or to Northwestern's purple. 
I don't yeah. know what it is. I, I think this is an underrated uniform game. Okay, I like it. You, do you think I'm crazy with that? No, good contrast. Okay. Yeah, I like okay. it. Now watch Northwestern come out with like a black uniform or something oh, like that. God, but, I hope they don't do that. Uh, with the time change, it'll be in the evening in Dublin, Ireland, but it will be 11.30 a.m. here local. This game is on Fox Line, Nebraska by 12 and a half, over under 49.5. So Vegas is saying something like a 31 to 18 game. It's funny how whenever the scores work out, it, that kind of sounds like a Northwestern score right it there. It sounds one. very Northwestern-y. All right. What, what you looking for here first? Okay, so one thing I'm looking for on the Nebraska side, special teams. I'm pretty excited about their punter. Brian Buscini, the transfer from Montana. Another thing I'm looking for, who has the best linebackers in this game? Might that be weird? Oh, I, I don't think it's much of a debate. I me. agree. Okay. But that's going to be weird. To see the Northwestern linebackers I mean, I mean, it's outclassed we, again. I mean, it's what we saw last year when these two teams <clears throat> played with each other too. But I, I hear, get it. I hear what you're getting at. But then I also want to see: is the Northwestern offensive line as good as advertised? Yes, because they they have gotten some hype this offseason. Let's start. So let's start with Nebraska first, because we'll obviously get to that. Um, I mean, I I don't know if you were facetiously trying to bring up the special teams, but dude, that is going to be something. No, that, I'm okay. Nebraska very, fans are yeah. going to be dialed in the first time they kick an extra point punt what whatever the special teams play is by the way i i kind of wonder what they're going to expect it to look like i think they're going to expect it to look like video game special teams okay by the way just traveling overseas being in a weird stadium weird time zone doesn't that just play into making weird mistakes at special teams and just in general what if they have a bobbled snap in the first extra point yeah. Nebraska fans are going to melt down. You know, I mean, it's a good point. And, and I was going to bring this up at the end, but since you're hitting on it, d- does this not feel like it's going to be a sloppy field? It, it, I, I've heard it's supposed to be like 65 degrees, okay. so, uh, but I, I don't think rainy from what I've, I've heard. It's supposed to be about perfect from what I've heard. I don't know. They just There's something about what the, the time zone change does to your body. I, I tend to think that is going to mess with the timing of the offenses. Do you think I'm looking too deep into this or do you think no. this is a thing? No, I think okay. this, these kind of games that's there. It lends itself to being a sloppy game. I think it does. I think it does. I, and I'm sorry, but that that's another thing that kind of seems like it's more Northwestern's favor. Yes. Like dealing with that weirdness. I think and, so. And oddities of it. Okay. With that being said, back on to North to Nebraska. How uh, the the special teams look, how sharp they look. Would we see a trick play in some aspect? I, I don't know. My guess is Nebraska is going to want to play it straightforward on special teams, but it's definitely something to look out for. Another thing to point out that I guess is just staying on the theme of, of outside the X's and O's before we get to it. Um, there's a lot of pressure on Scott Frost. I sure. don't think we're we're overstating that. Is the team able to just play loose and fast from the get-go and put that behind them? And and yes, they definitely are capable of doing it. To keep that going, I would think a fast start <laughs> would be something that to state something too obvious that that Nebraska fans would love <clears throat> to see the Nebraska offense and team in general get off to. Well, and one more thing is the cool whip offense, which I, I do have a lot of faith that, that it's going to be a, a good offense this year, that he's going to make something happen. But new offense, new players, there's a lot of there's just a lot of newness 
Call, the, calling the plays from the 10 yard line or whatever. In your first, I'm serious, in your like, first game with all these new players against a defense that you've never faced before. Right. Like, right. I mean, doesn't that lend itself to probably calling things a little bit more close to the vest to start? I out would with? think so. And, I think so too. And sure. Someone pulled him aside and said, by the way, this is Northwestern. Let me tell you about them. And he's like, no, 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 I get it. No, you don't get it. You we, sit down and let me explain, but he's not listening yet. <laughs> I don't think Whipple listens to anybody. From no, what I can tell. Right. But honestly, that scenario that you brought up, I something like that went down that's sure. similar to that. I do think the message has gotten through from what I can gather from Nebraska fans and from what Whipple has said is that I, I believe a lot of this ha- is the truth. I also believe that the ability to pass protect is something that is still a concern for Nebraska's offensive line. Even though Whipple is known to whip the ball all over the field, I think they're going to try to establish the run. And I think that's going to be something that's going to make this game go okay. somewhat quick. But I think Northwestern is going to do the same thing because 100%. Northwestern, as great as their offensive line has been billed as, they were not a very good pass-blocking offensive line last year. They were a good run-blocking offensive line Northwestern. Last year. Yes. 100%. Both so, of these teams right. were good rushing offensive lines or and just maybe play-calling, too, in general. But pass pro was not good for either no. one of these. So it, with that being Mix said. Mix in a suspect quarterback on Northwestern. Right. With that being said, if you look at the, I mean, at one point, I think the stats were like, dude, it was like 300 yards rushing to negative yards rushing for Northwestern last year. It was something like that. It was that, it was that bad. With that being said, do I think it's crazy that going into halftime, there's the potential that the rushing totals could be kind of close for these teams. I think they could be. Okay. You don't think I'm nuts with that? No, not at all. I would go so far as to say, if there is a team that has a 60 or 70 yard rushing advantage in this game, that's your winner. Yes. And most people I think are, are believing that that's going to be Nebraska. Sure. Uh, You know, when Nebraska has the ball and when I believe they're going to be rushing the ball, it is going to be interesting to see if Northwestern's defense has stepped up. Well, yes. I mean, that's another thing. Their, their defense in general, I'm just so curious, was last year an anomaly. Correct. Because even they weren't good as a team in 2019, but their defense was still pretty good. Yeah, it was. Like, last year is in my memory. I mean, we're talking 15, 20 years Don't here. Don't remember it ever being that bad. So what is it going to look like? And And – this is an and how interesting that it's going against a brand new offense for the first time that anybody gets a shot to see what they look like. They they brought in guys on the transfer portal on the D line. They played a lot of young guys. It is my feeling that the front seven will be better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good yet, but I expect it to be better. So then when and then when Northwestern has the ball, we expect them to run the ball. But but what's the quarterback play going to look like? And who they who they throw into. It, it I could, still could don't be, know. And if it gets very one dimensional, I trust Chin to to buckle down and stop them. So I, I I mean, very much have faith with Nebraska's linebackers, right? Very much have faith with Nebraska's defensive ends. Okay. What I'd be nervous about if I was a Nebraska fan is are is our defensive ends built for more third and long situations, whereas Northwestern is probably going to do everything they can to not get themselves into third long situations. Sure. Yeah. 
I think they're going to run a lot of zone reads right up the gut. Okay, but in third and long, do you think that Northwestern can really pull a lot of those out? I do not. Regardless, neither do I. Oh, I have very low faith because of two things. Northwestern's quarterbacks, Northwestern's pass catchers, and Nebraska's pass rushers, which I think are are very good. So I think we're kind of seeing the same thing. I think so, but we know it's Northwestern. So you got to take the black magic into account. 12 and a half is a huge line against Northwestern. 49 and a half is a huge total for a Northwestern team. I have Nebraska winning. I think it's going to be a close game, good game. I have Nebraska winning by an ugly 23 to 19 score. So that's Northwestern cover and an easy under. Could have gone with my lack of the week on the under here. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're pretty close. So this is the way I see it. Um, There are three probable outcomes. Okay. Outcome number one is a somewhat low scoring, ugly, sloppy, you know, sloppy field type of game. What we already kind of, kind of, I think that's, I think that screams under to me. Right. Sure. Here's another one. I think a Nebraska, what I would call a progressive blowout. Sure. It's, they, it doesn't look like last year, but by the end of the game, we know that Nebraska is the better team, something like 35 to to 10, something like that. Okay. That's still under, right? Yeah. Here's the way it goes over in my mind. Okay. I, I, it's a great game. It's a great game. 28 to 24 goes over 52 points. Sure. Something like that. Like there's good plays by both offenses, both defense, which by the way, I would, I would, and, and if it goes over, I'll lose money. I'll gladly pay for it. Cause that means we would have been thoroughly entertained by the football contest. Yep. I personally believe it's something that's going to look a little bit like a combination of one and two. Nebraska will be the better team, but it's going to be kind of ugly. I've got Nebraska 27 Northwestern 16. So that's, Barely a cover by Northwestern, mm. but I don't love it. But at 43 points and well under the 49.5, that's my Amador double barrel lock of the week. Not too shabby. All right. There it is. There we go. Two games. You don't get much to break down. Anything else? Yep. That's probably our shortest episode since our no lovey lost episode when okay. lovey got fired <laughs> yeah that, that, that was an emergency pod that's about 15 minutes yeah 10 minutes or something we always like say we're gonna do a short one we finally did one this is pretty short we, we yeah. owe that to ourselves i am jeffrey the greek i am big kurt this has been the eyes on big podcast enjoy the football this weekend your long horrible national nightmare is almost over eyes on big podcast Talk to you soon.